Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, Creedies, are you ready? What's new with you? All right, doggy, this is what we're doing today. I've like barely seen you all day, I feel like. I know, I know. It's been a tough slog. Tough <sighs> slog, although I went into Boston to pick up my brother, mm-hmm. down to Charlestown, and back. The lightest traffic I've seen in 37 years. That's great. It was wonderful. That's great. Do you think it's mostly because people are like still working from home? I think it's the well that in the July Fourth week is kind of a wash for a lot of people are out. Mm, but I mean, point. oh, it was wonderful. Or it might have just been the timing that I was just to happen to be out there at the right time. All right, so a couple things I want to get to before we get to uh, bye bye, Mrs. American Pie, and we're going to. <laughs> um, it's a couple things I talked about in, in the Connecticut station okay. today, but I, but I can't get it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> wrote about it in my Substack as well, called, you can get me at tomshaddock.substack.com. Let me tell you, it is not worth the money. But um, but uh, if you're dying for content and you want to waste some money, at least know where it went, that's where to go. <laughs> Thoughts for the, from the 40-second parallel. Uh, no pardons for witches is the title. Subhead is, New England wine moms look to clear the names of demonic ladies from 400 years ago. Okay. Things are so good for wine moms and yoga pants that they're giving their lives meaning by appropriating the suffering witches. So many oh, typos in this thing already. I haven't seen them. But uh, so here's the thing: you got now these moms. It, well, in Connecticut, they're now finding these witches from before the Salem witches, mm-hmm. and they want to exonerate them all because it was the patriarchy and mean that, and, and people would find reasons to blame witches for things like if the apple cider harvest was bad then they'd just go find a chicken in hangar or if uh if some if, or if her family wasn't affected by pneumonia the dumb mouth-breathing men would just go hang her because that's what it happened. as far as i'm concerned and i'm on the record for this uh, these are all actual witches and all of them had it coming i am for- well well no, no 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 i am for it 
Okay, but uh, can I just add one thing to that? Sure. It's like interesting that you make that point because fundamentally the disconnect between now and then, I really, I think people miss the point of the witch trials and all this stuff because the the issue is they don't think that, you know, the trials were like wrong or something because there was some miscarriage of justice. They fundamentally have a different belief in the reality of the situation than the people did at the time, right? Like, you don't actually believe that it's wrong to uh, kill a witch if the person's really a witch, right? Right? Like, that's the issue, of course. So, you know, if somebody is actually communing with Satan and demonic entities mm-hmm. to ruin the lives of their neighbors, then they probably do deserve the death penalty. It's just that people right. now don't think that that was actually happening back then. But since you weren't there, you don't really know. Maybe they no, were but, communing but, I mean, with demonic the whole, entities. How do you that's know? That's the whole point of this thing, is that there's no one smarter than a, you know, a, a Range Rover driving wine mom from an upscale neighborhood in 2022 there's no one smarter you know so they are the most um the most enlightened you know group of people mm-hmm. on the earth and they'll tell you that they'll be happy to tell you how enlightened they are so um so so here's a little story this is uh, one of them right uh, after the show decades if you're good in the show okay de- and then right after decades before the sale Decades before that, was that a little pain noise? He wants frozen peas right now. Decades before the infamous Salem witch trials began, there were witch trials and executions here in Connecticut. In fact, the first witching in all English colonies happened in 1647 when Alice Young was hanged in Hartford. Now there's a movement to have her in the. And ask him, James can get that for you too. Or Sally. Sally, can you handle him? Isn't Sally at softball? Oh, you're right. Just James. Now there is a. Now there is a movement to have her and those who were, who were convicted exonerated by the state. The first thing of 32-year-old, uh, old young, Alice Young of Hartford, she inspired a book that was written. So they want to exonerate all these people, and starting with 32-year-old Alice uh, Young, who um, is, as far as I'm concerned, was indeed a witch. I also am married to a witch named Alice. That's not true. Just, yes, no. it is true. No, that's a slander on me because... Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> not you, the good case. Good noticing no, skills, No, because Alice. I actually believe in <laughs> yeah. witches, and <laughs> I don't think I'm one. You do. I do You're actually saying, believe do in Do you witch- or do you not ride a broom? I do not. Yes, you do. No, that I is don't. Incorrect. I don't ride a broom. So anyway... Ask so, your brother James to get them out for you right so, now. So, Alice... He doesn't know how to get frozen peas out of the freezer? Tell him he can figure it out. James, get frozen peas out of the freezer for your brother now. Get frozen peas out of the freezer for your brother. You don't have to cook them. Just put them in a bowl. Okay. Seriously, not that hard. Typical offspring of a witch. (laughs) It's not true. Um, I am not a witch. So, yes, you are. I'm not a witch. Yes, you are. And you're getting I am not a witch t-shirts made. No, I'm not a witch. Yes, you are. Plus, that's not even original because that's the Christine O'Donnell thing from back in the 2010 election. So, here's the thing. So, so, uh, of course, they managed to go find descendants of these people. And many of them, of course, are wine moms from other parts of the country now. And so... The uh, Alice Young's ninth-generation great-granddaughter is named Susan Bailey. Mm-hmm. Susan and a few other wine moms 
are okay. available to talk to the press and will tell you that yes, Alice. Well, were their ancestors witches? Though? Alice, Alice, hold on. Okay. Of course, they were not witches. They were the patriarchy uh, hanged them for whatever patriarchy reason because it was time. It was fun to kill women, and we do that to this day. So listen to her. This is this is her talking. Then this is what I love. You're a woman who's like 50 years old or whatever, upscale, beautiful house, summer place probably. You might have a place in the Hamptons or this and that, whatever. Alice is drinking right now. Um, and, and, and you've got everything in the world, one kid going to Brown, one kid going to Yale. And listen to how this adult talks. This is, this is um, uh, 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 Susan Bailey. Susan Bailey. Who's the great, 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 fifty greats granddaughter? I thought it was nine but of okay. Alice Young, and uh, uh, hold on one second. Let me find it. here. It is right here. To exonerate them would go a long way toward bringing peace to the descendants, who I'm sure feel the way I do that it, it was just a terrible wrong. So Susan Bailey has not been at peace her whole life. No, because somebody and she, she never be. knew. Even if they're exonerated, knows. it'll just go a long way toward bringing her. <laughs> no, peace. but hold she still won't You're be actually, all the way there. You actually, you live in a three point nine million dollar house with beautiful animals and beautiful cars, and you're not at peace because somebody in sixteen forty seven was killed. Just t- talk to me about the self indulgence you have to be in. To be, to be somebody who says that out loud. How do you say that? Oh, by the way, you're a victim? Guess what? I'm a victim too. Wow. Oh, how? Was I assaulted? No. You know, was I, uh, you know, I, was I near the ground zero? No. Was I shot at in Las Vegas? No. No, none of those things. Well, <laughs> I haven't had the peace that I should have because 400 years ago, somebody I never met who could or could not be my related to me was hanged in Hartford, Connecticut. What kind of psychosis is this? <laughs> Seriously, how does a grown person go up? Go up well, and say- it's the natural extension of victimhood culture. And that's the next part of this. So this is what she goes on to say. Totally not shocking. It also underscores what goes on in the present with people being targeted because they're a little bit different. <sighs> so you see... Mm-hmm. Alice Young was standing up for a drag queen story hour 400 years ago before anybody knew what it was. She's that noble a person. Freaking incredible. Right. Uh, I mean, I do think this is interesting because... so the Alice, have fun with the, how crazy this woman is. She's you, crazy. This bounced right off you. It is crazy. It is crazy. But it's a it's, grown woman. This is not a college kid who's oh my god, guess what? I just found out I'm a victim. This is a grown woman. Well, a bunch of people have bought into this. And there's a bunch of I mean, but uh, this is a natural thing that grows out of this attitude that people have where they have this idea that Christianity and therefore the witch trials which you know the America was sort of the last gasp of the witch trials they'd been going on in Europe for hundreds of years before that and um you know did not 
this was sort of the end tail end of hanging people because they were witches right and there's sort of this mythology that's around it that has to do with this stuff like the patriarchy this idea that Christianity's patriarchal and there were all these like women of the woods who were just like practicing herb lore and like the patriarchy took them out because they were mean or whatever now of course I'm not going to say that all the people that were ever killed in witch trials were witches obviously but but I do think that it's important to note that the people at the time believed that these were witches. And I believe there is such a thing as like dark arts and communing with satanic entities. So, I, I mean, like, I think that that's a real thing that exists. Certainly in early Christian and then later Christian worship where people were practicing pagan religions. Like we don't have really a good analog for this today because the people that practice Wicca and pagan religions, like it's all a game to them in a lot of cases. And it's sort of like fake and fun. And they think that, you know, witches are all like queer and feminist and all this stuff. But paganism was insanely oppressive to women. It was insanely oppressive to certainly any underprivileged groups or whatever you want to call it. But I mean, like, there's, we have no concept today of how Christianity civilized um, Europe and, and the Near East, right? And how these, these values that we sort of take for granted in our society today were a direct outgrowth of that. There's no, like, feminist pagans like being trampled on by mean Christian misogynists. It has nothing to do with misogyny. Like, I, I, you know, some of these trials may have absolutely been a farce, but like I, plenty of trials for lots of things have been. And and it's not something that's that's driven by a, a patriarchy. I mean, that's it's so absurd to say that when Christianity really in the pagan world was considered a religion that was womanish. It was frequently called by the Romans and the Greeks a religion for women and slaves because it was considered like a religion for dumb, weak people like chicks. You know, it was that's what Christianity was considered to be. The masculine religion that valued virility and manhood and and raw power was paganism. So and, I mean, people who were pagans absolutely did commune with evil spirits. That was, like, part of what they did. So, I, you know, the idea that we have today of, like, the nice, innocent pagans practicing their nice, innocent religions. I mean, worldwide. Worldwide. They did things like human sacrifice and, and you know, ritual sexual acts and all kinds of things that... that we today, I mean, like with people who were enslaved to commit ritual and sexual acts, like temple prostitutes who were essentially slaves. Like it's not some like temple prostitutes in the era of pagans was not some like feminist sex positive thing. It was sex slavery. Like I, but we have this just totally revisionist view of paganism versus Christianity in the ancient world, the medieval period, and going into modern times because we're looking at it all back through the lens of like the Renaissance and the Enlightenment, where we've decided that none of that stuff exists period the end but this was all very very real to people up until relatively modern history so you know the concept that we have of witchcraft and witch trials today is like nothing like what it would have been for somebody living in the in the 1400s because because these were real propositions to them the the history of paganism and the practice of things like this was in the relatively recent past so uh, i mean 
I don't know. I get our modern conception of witchcraft and witch trials is so colored by just our basic idea that there's no such thing as anything actually evil in this universe mm-hmm. that that we tend to like project that backwards into the past on this and and it's just not the case so i mean like i don't know i haven't read about these particular mm-hmm. connecticut ones but but that's all these people are doing is they're just pressing some narrative they read in the past into the service of their worldview of now. Well, that's exactly right. In other words, is she the feels witches she, wouldn't have voted for Trump, right. so exactly. they're the good guys in right. the story, it, and the it, mean it, Trump did the witch trials. Right, somehow. and her contention, of course, is that things have not changed. It's whatsoever, <laughs> you know. And but but the but the Puritans are uh, angry and upset that you know. That women are not allowed to vote, and that uh, you know that uh, it's that, just such an ahistorical, stupid world. It is, but it's and comfortable. It's everything to them this, is a comfy teddy bear. That's everything's just living in this perpetual now of like we're just doing the same thing over and over again. Every moment is this the same as the moment before. We're always at the same moment in history. Everything is the same as it was a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago. You know they're they're living in this weird time spiral where it's always the same to them. All right, so I want to hit something else, okay? Okay. This is the last Connecticut thing I'm going to do, but this can be anywhere else because I've seen this with Boston TV stations as well. In the media. Sorry about that. All right, let's ask you to be quiet. No, no. Um, so I'm looking for for um, stories today. Okay. And I'm looking around, and I see that there's a story that says early Mm -hmm. it's called answer desk it's a okay of channel three the channel three news and the early the thing i see the link for it says answer desk connecticut residents connecticut residents struggle with new unemployment website Hmm. so i say oh that's interesting it came it was posted last night I click on the story, and the URL continues to say, Answer Desk, Connecticut residents struggle with new unemployment website. Okay. But the title of the story now is, Answer Desk, new state website aims to smooth unemployment filing process. <laughs> so that's interesting. So the original story I found that matches the US URL, kind of, and it's very interesting. So should I start with the one that I found, the today's story or last night's story? Let's uh, start with last night's story. So last night's story is, is the reporter is Eliza Krasinski, who's, by the way, on my freebie list, just in case, you know, you have a freebie list, right? No. Bill Malugin. Yes, you said Bill Malugin. No. What? No, really? We don't? I don't have a yeah, freebie list. What a no. witch thing to say. <laughs> Not okay. a witch, and I don't have a freebie list. Okay, there's no do. such thing as that. You said Bill Malugin. Okay, I so, think Bill Malugin is a very yes, that's your gentleman. way of saying freebie no. list, but you have too much food. Yeah, and I have so, honor, and I wouldn't actually so anyway, do that. So anyway, uh, so don't say you have a freebie list. So this is listen, Alice. I'm that's a I'm, witch thing to say. I'm starting. Listen, I'm going to say there's an outside chance, Alice, that I'm not on her freebie list. Okay, so I think you're probably <laughs> safe. It's still wrong. Okay. 
So, no freebie list. Okay. <laughs> I find her to be an attractive person who's eclipsed by my wife's beauty, though. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. She's also a really good reporter. Oh, but okay. So let's go to this is the Channel Three News last night. Here's Eliza's story. Eleven out with the old and in with the new. Connecticut has a new unemployment system, and there are some growing pains. Good evening, everybody, and thanks for joining us right now at eleven. I'm Mark Sidney. And hi, everyone. I'm Erin Connolly. Although people had some difficulties navigating the website today, we're told there is no need to worry. This is our. It's there. It's there unemployment website portal. Mm -hmm. We've had our own problems, right? Channel 3 Eyewitness News reporter Eliza Krasinski has the answers to your questions. She is joining us live in Weathersfield tonight with much more. Hi, Eliza. Hi, guys. Yeah, Reemploy CT has officially launched with over 20,000 claimants, but some residents have brought to our attention that they were having some difficulties with the system today. Am I going to get paid? When is it going to happen? Reemploy CT launched over the holiday. That's week. one of the people who's not getting paid. The website's not working for her. And, and there have already been $1.2 million paid out in claims just in the last 24 hours. This is part of our overall efforts. We it's continue to try and modernize our state government. No more inline, online, make it easier. This system is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. However, some residents are having difficulties. Every Sunday, like clockwork, Cindy Scalora files her unemployment, but she, along with others, had some technical difficulties with the new website. So I spent all most of today calling the several numbers, trying to get a hold of somebody, and I kept getting the message. All of our, our, our associates are busy at this time, and we cannot schedule a call back. After trying countless times to get a hold of somebody, she felt frustrated as her husband is the only one working. I've been declared legally blind, um, at least until next week. I have eye surgery coming up. So right now my husband's... This is somebody who has fallen through the cracks, who is being underserved. Her and her family are underserved. Right. They, this web pulling is not working for them. So this is one example. Remember, remember the the girl, the eleven year old who needs an abortion down in wherever. We were told all about this this week, and mm -hmm. you know she can't get whatever. You know the financial breadwinner, and you know we depend on that unemployment. After bringing these concerns to the Department of Labor, they tell me there's a solution if you're having difficulties getting in touch with someone. Had the reason why she's a good reporter is because she's following the story to where it's going. Right. They got a bunch of reports saying it doesn't work. Of course, mm -hmm. they got a press release from the state saying, hey, check it out, there's nothing better. They got reports saying it doesn't, doesn't work. The reporter then is talking to the one of the people who's complaining. To filectui.com, schedule a callback. If you're 75 years old, how easy is that to remember? Right. Five what? Under the reemployee CT tab, make a selection, ask to speak with someone. Scroll down here. Okay. At this point, the reporter, Eliza, is literally now walking her through how to do it. She's doing the bidding of the state now. Okay, this is, just, just scroll down here, find this, do this, and this, and then it's going to tell you to text. You go schedule a callback. Ah, okay. You can add in a time awesome. and a date it's Eliza, the and reporter. when you're free, and right. it's a 15-minute window that you can actually talk to someone. Excellent. Uh, that solves a lot of the issues because, you know, again, being, you know, my husband being the, the primary breadwinner, that little bit of income certainly helps with different things, yeah. you know, oh especially gosh, until I can work again. You hear Eliza just say, oh, my gosh, yeah, totally. Because <laughs> she's a sympathetic human being who's tried to walk her through. Right. So, but now reporters have to do this because. Because it doesn't work. 
Right. So here's the problem. I just, I, I, well, actually, uh, let me let me just. So so then this morning, the title, of course, is changed from the URL to the mm-hmm. to the positive title, and this is this morning's news story. Some good news for the thousands of people who are out of work right now. Filing for unemployment just became a little simpler because of a new process. And this what <laughs> did you not watch last night's news? Some good news. And by the way, how how much like conditioning is that? Grooming is that? By the way, some good news. Smile. This is good news now. This is all thanks to a new online system that was developed. Eyewitness News reporter. Now this is done. This is read right off the press release from the state. This is what the state wants. Undoubtedly, the communications director for the governor probably called them last night and said, clean that up. Tell a different story or you're not getting the governor and you're not getting this and you're not getting that. It's an election year. Roger Suzannon is now live outside the Department of Labor in Wethersfield with details. So Roger, state leaders have been working on this project for a long time. What the F is that, by the way? They've been working on it for a long time. That's right, and it's a smashing success. Some good news. Oh, man, you can say that again, Wendell, because get this. The Department of Labor has actually been working on this project since way back in 2016. Now, it was supposed to officially launch last year, but stop me if you've heard this before. It was delayed because of the pandemic. But finally now, it is ready to go, and state leaders say it really is. It's ready to go. That's great. It's going to make a huge difference. Now, the new system is called Reemploy CT, and the goal is to eventually make filing and collecting payments a whole lot easier for claimants by essentially simplifying the process because Reemploy CT replaces several different unemployment systems that had all been operating. This is a press release being read, essentially. This is, the, this is not reporting. The girl last night, who's not on anybody's freebie list, she did reporting, and she hit pay dirt immediately. ...at the same time, and the Department of Labor emphasizes that the new process will also reduce the number of documents that filers and employers will need to send through the mail. It'll also greatly reduce the number of times companies must file their wage records. All big differences. Now, we- All those bullet points, that, those are precisely off a press release. Right. It will, it will greatly reduce. No, no, it's not it will. It's according to them, it will. You can't say it will. We did hear from a few folks who struggled oh. to sign up with the new system yesterday. But if you need some assistance, just head to file. We did hear from a few people who struggled yesterday. But if you need assistance, just head to what? Yeah, that seems like an efficient way to run things. Well, but also, what's the news saying? Sure, there was some people who had tr- Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
trouble. But if you need assistance, why is he doing tech support for the state? Right. It's a reporter. CTUI.com and then schedule a callback under Reemploy CT. That way you can talk directly on the phone with an expert. But we do have a link to that site for you right now on the Channel 3 app again if you need some help. But state leaders say overall this rollout has been a real success. It's been- oh, is that what the state leaders said? Right. State- How about the people that need to file on it? What do they say what about a- it? Right. What about the blind lady with the husband? What about that? Very smooth. About 20,000 people file for unemployment every single week in Connecticut, and about 19,900 folks have already signed up for reemploy CT. So again, off to a pretty darn good start. What? <laughs> Wait a second. Off to a pretty darn good start. What is this freaking propagandizing the next day? Are you effing kidding me? The same outfit that they're reporting yesterday on how this start is not pretty darn good. It's pretty darn bad. And Governor Ned Lamont says the site is really going to make a huge difference going forward. This is part of our overall efforts. We continue to try and modernize our state government. No more inline, online, make it easier. And again, if you want to file for unemployment benefits this week, you still have some time. The deadline is Saturday. And again, if you need some help, just check out the Channel 3 app. Reporting live in... So, I just mentioned that today because I, I had found I found the story and I saw the URL. Uh-huh. And, I, and I saw the different two different stories. Mm-hmm. And I just mentioned that today I, as, a, as a kind of a tutorial because I've been in the media and I've seen people in TV, people say, no, we're not going to run that story. So obviously somebody who was into journalism originally did a story about this thing not working. And then somebody it, it, got a phone call. It, right. And then some or somebody this morning who's just all in for the Democrats in an election year changed the story, extracted all the good all the good content, which is that that woman who, who of course, is, is suffering from this, extracted it and looked no further and discarded it completely, which is absolutely and totally amazing. You want tomato juice? Go ahead. It's in the fridge. James can get it for you. He has it here for you right here to pour oh, it for okay. him. So he's going to have you can uh, fill with your thoughts on this. Daddy, already. give him the potato juice. Um, So, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's what happens here. Right. Is that that people find a story organically because people come to them and then it gets completely steamrolled by like the official press release version. That's just a bunch of talking points that someone has. But ultimately, I mean, I have to believe ultimately whether it works or not is going to come out because it always does because you, this stuff, like if it doesn't work, you can't really hide the truth of that. It's like the Obamacare website or in Massachusetts, we had our own version where we had our own state rollout of our state healthcare website that, didn't work either right like people notice if things don't work for them at all and it becomes a really big issue so you know i i have to think that if this is truly a widespread problem it's going to catch up like them distributing the talking points to local media is not going to completely solve the problem so now so i didn't do this as a topic today Mm -hmm. i just did it to as a lesson in how the media works and how they will happily distort a story to tell the story they want to tell rather than what the facts say. And then I get calls from people not able to get the information they need because even though they followed the directions of this, nobody ever called them. Mm. So so then, and I'm going to talk about this tomorrow too because apparently it's a thing. The news is saying it works fine. So 
Then yeah, nineteen thousand nine hundred people filed just fine. While honey. I'm getting they my, all did just while fine. I'm getting my call from the from the person, I hit reemploy Connecticut in the Facebook search, mm-hmm. and I see a Channel Eight News post saying the state's forty year old computer system that handles unemployment claims has been updated after a. Uh, after bogged down at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, the state is now launching Reemploy CT. And I go down here to the comments. Okay. A Will DeBurgo said, this system is not running correctly. With uh, a thumbs up from somebody. Tracy Murawski-Pompano says, system is not working. When you sign on, it says system error. When you call, there's a recording saying, we cannot take your call. We're too busy. Try again tomorrow. Uh, get another one saying, saying, it's been doing that for me, and they have also not called back for the two appointments I was able to book. Another person says, so frustrating. This isn't for me, but the person who was doing this scheduled to call back for tomorrow. It was first available. I'll have to let them know not to hold their breath. Thanks for the heads up. Guy, Another guy says, I had to get a new phone number because you can only get one appointment per phone number, and they never called my last appointment for this morning at 830 so after they miss your appointment, when they don't call you, you can't request another appointment with the same phone number? You're done. <laughs> that was your one appointment. Sorry. That's right. And But that's that's the rollout, the specific one that Eliza Krasinski was reporting on correctly. Right. But that's not this one. Some good news for the thousands of people who are out of work right now. Filing for unemployment just became a little simpler because of a new process. And this is all thanks to the online system. It just became a little simpler because we don't let you do it. So that's nice and simple. It's nice and simple because we don't actually send you any unemployment. But the funny thing is... It's the simplest possible system. You go on the website and it says error. Don't let them get that far, else. It just became a little simpler. Let's start again. Ready? Okay some good news for the thousands of people who are out of work right now. Filing for unemployment just became a little simpler. Some good news, pretty anchor, smiling, the sound of the, uh, the, um... Is she on your freebie list, too? No, the sound of the swoosh going high-tech, happy, goodness, confidence. The good news just got a little simpler. They have no witnesses saying it's simpler. Right. They have a bunch of witnesses saying it's not simple and it's broken. The only witness saying it's simpler is the press release from the state that launched it. Right. This is why we've got a problemo in this country. Mm-hmm. This is no good. No good. Holy God, media is poison. <sighs> I do kind of have a question, which is like, why can't government ever seem to do anything? Like, why do they, why are they this bad at everything? Like, why do they take years to launch an Obamacare website that literally doesn't work at all? Oh, listen to this. Listen to this. Why can it's they... It's because everyone... Fuck, it sucks. <laughs> listen to this. State Representative Anthony Nolan is a Democrat in Connecticut. says, Governor Ed Lamont and Connecticut Department of Labor Commissioner today announced a successful launch of the state Connecticut's new unemployment benefits and tax system. A comment, this is a Facebook thing, says, Sorry, it was not successful at all. We are all left stranded. The system is giving everyone an error, and the people from unemployment can't even access the records to do anything manual. They said try back later. Since then, I've had numerous callbacks that were scheduled. They never called me. The system won't even let me schedule a new callback because they never placed the last call to me, so I'm stuck in the system. It's already been a long time without payment, and we don't even know how long before it's going to be fixed. I've spent more time trying to get my unemployment payment. Instead, I need to be looking for a job. This is ridiculous. The state rep, this is perfection. Actually, I need to screenshot this before it's gone. 
Oh, sorry. Is this how you screenshot? I don't know how to screenshot on a Mac because they're terrible. On my hold PC, on. which you hold hate, I have a little button. Don't dilute us. We need this right now. Okay. This is too important. So once again, the guy said, sorry, it was not successful. We've tried all left did this, that. I can't get in. They said to try back later since I've had numerous callbacks and they were scheduled. They never called me, et cetera. The state rep resp- responds to him. Sorry, you're having issues. Has this been since the 5th of this month? This is when the new system started. Now it gets beautiful. The fifth Hold on, now it gets beautiful. I am not showing you in my district list. <laughs> if you need help, please refer to the representative in your district to help you switch from old file to new file. Imagine that. Are they in our district? It's kind of a tough <laughs> question. How beautiful is this? Holy God. That's terrible. Also, has this been since July 5th? July 5th was two days ago. Right. right. Yes, he's on the new system. That's what everybody <laughs> is talking about. I got to reach out to this guy. Um, okay, so... Uh, so did anybody call you in about it that was having problems? Yes. They called me on the air immediately after that. I, it's, like I said, it wasn't a topic. It was just like informational about the media. But yeah, I'm, so I'm going to do it again tomorrow, obviously. So here's the other... Um, so that's well, because they need to resolve this. People aren't going to like be able to buy groceries because they're mm-hmm. going to be delayed from getting their stuff. And like they said, the deadline's Saturday. So if you don't get it in, I show tomorrow being Friday. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Uh, and that means that if people aren't able to file tomorrow or possibly some amount of time on Saturday, then they are screwed, correct? Uh, you're right. Yeah, this should be a huge news story. So, plus, the poor decision, I think, to launch this on a holiday weekend and week, which for a lot of people might not have even, like, occurred to them to get into the system until later in the week because things probably weren't up and running Monday, obviously the 4th, and then they launch it the 5th with a deadline of Saturday. That seems to me not brilliant forethought. It's a huge success, the state said. So, there you go. It got simpler. Got simpler. That's right. I mean, like I say, it is simple. If you just can't file, that is simpler. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, like there was probably going to be more paperwork to come had they gotten in, but now they're out and <laughs> burdened, yeah. unburdened by paperwork. <laughs> so uh, here's another thing I just wanted to get to very quickly is at this point, Alice. Um, okay. Mm, At this point, um, with the with the messaging coming from the White House, at this point, mm-hmm. they might as well. It's as if they have pulled the goalie, as a matter of fact, and it's just there's no one that has net. I don't understand what they're going to do. Um, it, it's it's interesting. It's all it's almost like not funny, um, but here we go. Listen to this. We believe that more work still remains. No, 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 not this one right now. Uh, okay, here we go. Why do you think it is that 88% of people in this country polled by Monmouth think the country is on the wrong track? So I'll say this. The president understands what the American people are going through. He understands that gas prices are high. 
um, because of Putin's tax hike, because of the war that Putin, the brutal war that Putin has um, taken on in, in Ukraine and their brave fight to fight for their democracy. That's what we're seeing here. And also the food insecurity, the food cost has skyrocketed. And that's why the president has done everything that he can uh, to blunt those high prices. The brutal war. Putin's tax hike. I thought we were calling it a price hike because Putin really can't tax America, by the way. And Americans are now seeing this as well. This is These are two super geniuses, two possibly historic first. April Ryan asking a question of Corinne Jean-Pierre. Now, in the world where things mattered, where symmetry and um, institutions mattered, April Ryan would have asked this question at which time her phone would have rung and the Slack channel would have... Uh, Lit up. Lit up. And somebody would have informed her that all of her possessions from her job, her key card doesn't work anymore, and her possessions from her job are waiting in the security office, and she can grab them right there. Um, that's what should happen if somebody asks a question like this. My question on the Secret Service Director. Is equity and inclusion still a part of the president's hiring practices when he looks at that spot? Because you have never had a black man or someone of um, another color, I guess, be the head of that organization. So I'm not going to get ahead of the of the process, uh, but as you know, this is I don't a know why not. You did with every other hiring sure, process uh, that we have uh, uh, equity, that we have inclusion. Uh, you see that uh, up and down his administration. So that that effing incredibly moronic, psychotic question, Kareen does have an answer for it because, of course, that's why she's there. She has that kind of answer. Absolutely. Um, but some things, some things she absolutely does not have an answer for. Just a different topic. The largest labor union in the country, the National Education Association, had been proposing a, a resolution for future contracts to replace the word mother with birthing parent. What does the president think about proposals like that one? So we're not the NEA, and I would refer you to their team about that particular specific. The vice president specific. just spoke at that conference, though. The first lady's a teacher. Yeah, the president yeah. says he's the she's most pro-labor president she's, ever. Does absolutely. he support proposals like that one? Does he think that is and, a, an important priority for... And the First Lady is a proud member of the NEA. I am not going to speak about uh, a an organization's um, uh, policy or change of policy. I am not their spokesperson. Not some <laughs> ah, I just... The thing about this is, is it's so painfully irrelevant to everybody's real life problems and uh who does april ryan work for cnn no uh some obscure thing that i don't even know okay so the idea that you will go out there when there's this like massive inflation and people are struggling and you would ask what race the next head of the Secret Service is going to be. Like, that's something literally anybody cares about. Like, I mean, the president, the, the head of the Secret Service could be an alien from Mars for all I care. Like, I, does anybody care about that at all? Do you care what race the Secret Service director is? Friggin' 
Holy like, God. It just seems like the most irrelevant thing anyone's ever heard of. I just, it, it, like, that's news to someone. There are so many big, huge problems in this country right now that the administration just refuses to deal with. And it's incredible that they're on this path to, like, not address anything, not do anything. Like you said, it seems like nobody's steering the ship right now at the White House. No. Like, they absolutely don't care about any issues going on in the world at this moment in time. And it's so, like, there's just such an absolute absence of leadership it's something that like i think even the left is noticing i feel i mean that's why the vultures are circling and everybody and their mother seems to be angling to run in 2024 on the democratic side but because because it's so clear that like this is not like nobody's in charge at the white house or in the party no there's no priorities there's no platform there's no plan nobody's doing anything like i can't imagine what it would feel like to be a member of congress a democrat in a vulnerable district right now no wouldn't you be like just screaming into the void for somebody to do something right And, and i think that's why you're hearing some voices starting to come out here well yeah so it's interesting so npr did a story um about the first Gen Z candidates running for Congress and running against compromise. And I like think I think this is part of what's happening is I think Democrats like Deborah Messing and the other people we talked about yesterday, too. Like, I think they're pissed off at their party and at Biden, too, because there's like zero anything happening. And at home, which I mean, like, it's probably better for Republicans at the moment, to be honest. But anyway, so here's this NPR story. It isn't hard for Maxwell Alejandro Frost to name political moments throughout his childhood that have stuck with him. Turning on the TV and seeing a bunch of people sleeping outside of Wall Street talking about something called wealth inequality, seeing that in elementary school, Frost said. Growing up learning that 30 minutes away from me, a kid that looked like me who was wearing a hoodie was murdered for being black, Trayvon Martin, and seeing the outrage after that, he added. Frost is running for Congress in Florida's 10th Congressional District, an open and solidly blue seat containing parts of Orlando. He's 25 years old, the minimum age to serve in the U.S. House. Um, So this is the first time in 16 years millennials are not the youngest generation able to run, raising questions about how Gen Z will approach Washington. For Frost, his roots are in organizing, working as an activist since the Sandy Hook massacre in 2012, and most recently serving as the national organizing director for March for Our Lives, a youth-led group advocating for increased gun control policy. He's also a survivor of a separate incident of gun violence. He says Gen Z has a new way of approaching politics, given that this generation has come of age during such a volatile period in American history. Our generation has been born into a lot of trauma, And a lot of civil unrest around people being frustrated with things. And I think because of that, our generation naturally thinks about things a different way. In the St. Louis suburbs, a 25-year-old Ray Reed is also looking to break the traditional mold. He's an organizer and former Democratic campaign staffer vying to oust Republican Ann Wagner in Missouri's 2nd Congressional District. And he pushes back against those who say he should start in local politics. The cynics say he's too young, he's too untried. Maybe if we were to spend a few terms in Jefferson City, then he'll be ready to run for Congress, which is really just political talk for get him out of our system. Let's teach him how to play the game our way. And then if we say he's ready, then he can run for higher office, Reed said. He says cynics cast him as a risky pick. 
The real risk is to nominate the same type of Democratic candidates election after election after election and somehow expect a different result. He added, both Reed and Frost are progressives, owning in on issues like curbing gun violence, passing the Green New Deal and canceling student debt. Uh, they are all about Roe v. Wade and they want um, to make history as a first Gen Z House member. Is um, What's his face, not Gen Z? Madison Cawthorn? Well, he's history, though, but but I guess he would be. I mean, yeah, he he is, but but he these people can't be the first judge oh, member see. of Congress, yeah, I don't know. can they? Twenty seven or whatever. Is he twenty seven? Um, sure. I don't. Well, I guess he would be if he's at the end of his term. If he had to be twenty five to get in there, and but I mean, like I I, yeah. I like want to look, but anyway, he's endorsed. They also inter- talked about uh, Caroline Levitt in New Hampshire, who was um, a deputy press secretary under Kaylee McEnany who's also 25, who's a Republican, who's running for that congressional mm-hmm. district, the same one as Gail Huff. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know kind of this, um, this like, NPR article, obviously, is trying to frame this, is this right? But they, they end the article by saying, the frame has shifted from, I'm going to bring about change by being someone who looks for opportunities to work across the aisle, and I'm going to disrupt the institutions and systems that are allowing the other side to continue to prevail. Um, So, it seems to me that these people are running against their own party. Yeah. They don't like the Democratic Party. They don't like Biden. Mm -hmm. They feel let down by the promises of Biden, and they're done with this whole party. Yeah, I mean, there's always been, I mean, young romantic, uh, you know, flourishes in, in, in young people who are wanting to get into to politics. I mean, I don't, I think they, uh, I, I believe they're made up of vapor and sloganeering and Snapchat and uh, Instagram, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything to them. So Madison Cawthorn was born in 1995. So I guess that makes what a stupid year to be born. <laughs> Missed everything. All right, should we bolt? Uh, I guess we're done for the day. I there said. is, there is. I I wanted manners to get on the chat chat. There's a couple messages. We'll get them all uh, Sunday. Uh, okay, manners is in town, Alice. We got to do something about this. This is important. A, Are we gonna hang out? I don't know. We could. We could. We, we've been t- t- uh, messaging here. Something exciting could happen here, Alice. I'm very much looking forward to this. Sorry. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. <laughs> Imagine how many people listening don't even know where that's from right now. Yeah, tell them else. No, you know what? Maybe I won't. That's from Cardi no, B. No, wait. Ugh, I was going to do a contest Ugh. to see who's a real fan of the show and knows where that's from. Okay. Okay. So well, now. Cardi B doing what? Okay. Okay. If you can call into the chat chat and tell us what Cardi B is doing making that noise based on your uh, burn barrel listening chops. I know some of you out there do know what it is, but call in and leave a message on the chat chat and we'll send you a burn barrel podcast t-shirt if you get it right. Mother Road. So, yes, tell us what Cardi B is doing making that noise and we'll send you a burn barrel podcast t-shirt. Call into the chat chat, leave a message and we'll catch up on chat chat messages Sunday. The guy from Twitter didn't tell us if he was mad about the chat chat existing or not doing it enough. So I still don't know. You have to. You know what else, too? What? You know what people should know? What? If you don't belong to Patreon, if you don't subscribe to the Patreon, uh-huh. you get all that excellent uh, extra stuff on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
where we may have been to a restaurant or cafe, uh, then you don't even know what this noise is. Well, they do know sometimes because you did give them the Patreon show once by accident. No, that's a Patreon-only noise. Two more hogs got the fever. Anyway... Thank you all for listening. As always, leave those chat chat messages. Tell us what Republican voters in South Carolina ousted one of the 10 Republicans who voted to impeach the former president over his role in the January 6th erection insurrection. It's funny because there was neither an insurrection or an erection. Alice! Alice! But, um, or write us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, go to burnbarrelpodcast.com. That's where you can leave chat chat messages. Find all the places to listen. Leave a good review on Apple Podcasts because you love us, of course. Say la vie. There we go. There we go. I stopped recording. I was done. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.